This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. She has been an amazing, amazing, amazing actress, and now she has a book out. It's a new book. It's called The Little Book of Big Lies, A Journey into Inner Fitness is Wellness Wednesday. I'm so happy to welcome my Torian sister, and I'm going to say that because that's what that is. Mm. Tina Lifford, welcome. Well, thank you, Karen. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here for sure. Yes, yes, yes. So before we get into the book, um, I, I had seen you in other places, but Queen Sugar is like you've stepped into something. And I, I don't know too many people that see that role and they're not in line with all of the complexities that you bring to it. Mm. When you got the script for it, what were you thinking? Were you, was this your role? Did they make it for you? <laughs> they actually uh, did not make it for me. I am, though I, though I have never been told this officially, I believe that the role was for Oprah. Mm. And I believe that, uh, and I could be wrong, so let me, you know, go on record there. And I believe that the script for Queen Sugar came in and wasn't ready. And Oprah needed to move forward for business reasons and went to went to Greenleaf, right? And so when Queen Sugar came in and, I mean, you know, Aunt Vi was not one of the major characters because Oprah wouldn't have had time to to be a major mm-hmm. character, right? Um, but I think that I think that the response to Aunt Vi caught everybody off guard. Um, but but maybe not the writers because the writers. Here's the thing about Aunt Vi. We all know her. Mm. I call her. I call her an archetype. Because mm-hmm. though we haven't seen her on television until now, everybody knows her. We know what that essence is, and either we are one, want to be one, or have been loved by one. And so Aunt Vi is something that lives across cultures, that auntie, mm-hmm. you know. But it's, she's more, her relationship with Hollywood is aspirational you know to see a woman of a certain age with this man of a certain age and the way y'all get down yeah it's you know and it's sexy it's not just it's not just a love story y'all y'all get down yeah yeah it's it's amazing um that the the audition process for me getting the role i did not have a script You know, there was no script. There were sides, and that's just sides are a portion from the script that they give the actors a scene to, you know, reenact in an audition setting. And um, when I realized that I was being invited back to test, which means that they were going to put me opposite uh, Omar Dorsey, because Omar was already hired. And when they put me next to Omar and we did this audition that was on fire. Mm. And the chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry was on fire. And uh, I am told that Omar, who's friends with Ava, left that audition and said, I think we finally found her because they had been looking for some time. I love that. Omar is, uh, I don't know if he's personally catching heat, but he's in the movie Harriet. 
right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, plays he the is. villain. He is. Yeah. Is he catching heat? Have you talked with him? Since I, 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 I speak to him regularly. Uh, I did not ask how the movie was going where he's concerned. So okay. I plan mm-hmm. to see it. We'll move on. He that. also was an archetype in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An archetype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. The Little Book of Big Lies. Tell me about how this started. Yeah, you, you know what, what? What's really interesting is that the Little Book of Big Lies, in, in that you are in, invested in Queen Sugar, this last season for Aunt Vi was a season of being triggered by a past trauma uh, and being triggered to the point that it took her out. She did not know how to navigate it and it was impacting her relationship and she didn't want that. But at the same time, uh, she was caught in the dis-ease of that old memory and it took her the entire season to find her way through that and then finally take her power back from um, uh, David Allen Greer, you know, who plays Jimmy Dale as her ex-husband. And there was also in season four that, so that was Aunt Violet's, um, uh, Aunt Vi's journey. But also in season four, you had this book, this book that Nova wrote and this book of secrets and everybody's secrets were being, you know, uh, exposed and everyone was going through the discomfort of that. And, and everyone looked at Nova as a villain for daring to air people's secrets, particularly without their permission. Mm. So there was a lot of discomfort. Well, the little book of big lies just happens, you know. The, the writers and I were not talking. The writers did not know that I had a book that Harper Collins was going to be releasing November the 19th, two days ago, or just yesterday. But the, the synergy of that is just mind-boggling because my book, The Little Book of Big Lies, is all about how you take your power back from the hurts, dramas, traumas, upsets, and disappointments that crash into our lives. You know, it's called The Little Book of Big Lies, A Journey into Inner Fitness because we as a society, we as, as you know, culturally as well, we haven't learned to look at inner fitness the way we look at physical fitness. When was the last time you whitened your teeth? I had to go to the dentist because I drink about three cups of tea a day and my teeth can get really stained really quickly. And if that's you with the holidays coming up and all of these smiling pictures that you're going to be in, you want to get your teeth the whitest as possible and now you can do it without going to the dentist. You can go to buypowerswabs.com and use my code HUNTER. Listen, this year... The teeth can be whitened, and you've never whitened your teeth until you whiten them with power swabs. They're clinically proven to whiten an average of two shades in the first five minutes. I'm talking five minutes, and power swabs will never leave your teeth and gums sore or sensitive like the other whitening treatments, and they're totally safe and effective on all dental work. And if you're not happy, power swabs are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So go try power swabs, and you'll not believe how much whiter your teeth will be in just Five minutes, and I have a great deal for you. When you go to buypowerswabs.com and you use my code Karen, you get 40% off and an additional $10 off plus a free quick stick. That's right, 40% off plus $10 off plus a free quick stick at buy 
powerswabs.com code Karen, or you can call them 800-668-1749, use code Karen. That's 800-668-1749, use code Karen, or go to B-U-Y, buy powerswabs.com today. And yet when you think about it, when you think about the power and the importance of physical fitness that runs throughout our lives, the, the, the medical industry in 1934 did not uh, acknowledge fitness or physical exercise as being, um, you know, directly impacting one's health and wellness. And today... There's no separation. There's not one arm of medicine that would not acknowledge the importance of physical fitness. Well, y'all, there is nothing in physical fitness that can help you rewire the hurts, dramas, traumas, upsets, and disappointments that we all deal with. And we are not just the image that we see in the mirror. That's right. We are more. And it just makes sense that we begin to think about the inner self the way we think about the physical body. Tell me one hurt, trauma, drama, upset, drama, upset that, that you went through, that you overcame. Yeah. So um, in the fifth grade, I have always. I mean, in Illinois? It, that's right. Everston, Illinois. <laughs> um I came here, I think, wanting to be an actor. Uh, it's the only thing I wanted to do. I remember that my mother used to take me uh, during summer breaks. Um, Northwestern would put on a series of plays. And my mother, and we didn't have money, my mother would make sure she came up with the money to be able to allow me to see the six plays that would happen in the summertime. And I would go see those plays and then run home and enact all of the parts until the next time, right? And in the fifth grade, uh, I was in the, the, the talent show. And for some reason, it, at 10 o'clock in the morning when I got the roster that actually showed, you know, the order, and I was first up, I did this. <gasps> and then that gulp of fear just incubated, festered. And by time I went on to the stage at two o'clock, it was, I, I was not there. The only thing that was there was the fear. What were you, what was your, uh, your talent? My talent. Interesting. You know, no one has ever asked me that. I, th I think they assume it was acting, but my talent was singing. And what's really interesting is, is that I don't have a relationship to music that most people do. And I, I, I don't understand that. I don't miss it. But it is odd. What song were you going to sing? <clears throat> Old John Henry. Why? Old John Henry. You know, I was in the fifth grade. That's why. I mean, what? <laughs> that, was, that was not what a Supreme what song. You, what you, you asked me? I'm why? Saying, I was, in, I was no, in the fifth grade. Nothing from Ohelia Jackson. <laughs> Come mother, on. I'm just saying. I was in, I was in the fifth grade. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> so you stepped to the stage, two o'clock. That's right. And was old John Henry in your throat? And here, here, here's what I did. I said, old John Henry. He caught that throat. Okay. Mm. And you, 
Okay. And then I never said another word. And all the, the, you know, the stage lights became brighter and brighter and brighter. And I heard the pianist help trying to help me behind. But I was in, I was gone to the point that they had to come to center stage, pick me up like a little cardboard and carry me to the wings. And so I wanted to be an actress. Now, that, that experience receded to my subconscious. And when I was older and in my acting career, something happened and it was triggered. And when it was triggered, I started to experience things that I had not experienced prior, just like Aunt Vi. You know, just, I mean, that that memory just hadn't been a part of my life and experience. I'm on stage. I'm in front of cameras. No problem. When that thing was triggered, I would be at home trying to get ready for an audition. And literally, my hands would shake so badly that I couldn't put my makeup on. And I was was barely wearing any makeup. And I had to, I had, a, I had, Two choices. And and I think the thing that I do appreciate is that I've always been aware of how important it is for us to maintain a sense of choice in our lives. Right. And so I was present enough inside of myself to know I had two choices. I could either abandon the career, which would you know, save me uh, maybe from the discomfort that I felt in the career around auditioning or I could stand up to this thing and figure it out. And something told me that it was that, that I could figure my way through it. And, um, inner fitness, inner fitness, I define inner fitness as, you know, being fit on the inside, having the mental, emotional and spiritual skills and practices that, help to reduce stress and then build inner strength and resilience so that we can thrive. How did you learn that? We're talking with Tina Lifford. Mm-hmm. That's right. She's yeah. got a new book, The Little Book of Big Lies, A Journey into, into Inner Fitness. Yeah. How, did, how did you come to that? What did, what, how how did I come to the term or how did, how did I come to the journey of inner fitness? Come to becoming innerly fit. Yeah, because I wanted more for my life. So what I did that look like? Was it yoga? Was it uh, okay. religion? Yeah, that's, it, that's yeah. A, those are great, great questions. And um, it, it's a, a combination of all of it. And it was going to a, an, a non-traditional um, church, you know, where you got to experience the idea of you being connected hmm. to something bigger than you without all of the rules that go with it, right? And so that was really important. Then, you know, um, the more I started to feel connected to my inner self because I was learning that there is an inner me and that there is something greater than all of us that is aware of us. And in our lives, the the thing that has us uh, most at feeling most at risk is that we don't feel safe. We want to feel safe, seen, and heard. And the thing that has us feeling like we are not safe is not having a place 
where you truly feel like yourself and like that's okay. When was the last time you whitened your teeth? I had to go to the dentist because I drink about three cups of tea a day and my teeth can get really stained really quickly. And if that's you with the holidays coming up and all of these smiling pictures that you're going to be in, you want to get your teeth the whitest as possible. And now you can do it without going to the dentist. You can go to buypowerswabs.com and use my code HUNTER. Listen, this year... The teeth can be whitened, and you've never whitened your teeth until you whiten them with power swabs. They're clinically proven to whiten an average of two shades in the first five minutes. I'm talking five minutes, and power swabs will never leave your teeth and gums sore or sensitive like the other whitening treatments, and they're totally safe and effective on all dental work. And if you're not happy, power swabs are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So go try power swabs, and you'll not believe how much whiter your teeth will be in just five minutes and I have a great deal for you when you go to buypowerswabs.com and you use my code Karen you get 40% off and an additional $10 off plus a free quick stick that's right 40% off plus $10 off plus a free quick stick at buypowerswabs.com code Karen or you can call them 800-668-1749-1749 use code Karen that's 800-668-1749 use code Karen or go to BUI by powerswabs.com today a lot of what you're talking about when you started talk, first talking about the inner fitness it reminds me of the phrase as above so below as without so within and we really are on the inside a replica of what's happening on the outside and vice versa and so the fact that you were able to to find <clears throat> that sense of peace in a religious space that didn't have in, in the a spiritual rules, space in a spiritual in space a spiritual that didn't space. have the rules of the religion that to me I feel like there's a synergy there that yeah. I think if a lot more people would be comfortable to sit in a space like that where they could experience whatever that outer being is that is aware of us and however you define it, however you call it, without the rules and the need to conform to some other person's interpretation of what that experience should be, I feel like a lot more of us would be headed towards an inner fit Absolutely. space. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's beautiful about what you just said is that we, we, when, when I envisioned inner fitness, I, I literally woke up one morning and the words inner fitness were etched on mm. my eyelids because I have spent my entire life um, trying to discover more of who I am. So yes, I've done the yoga, I've done meditation, I've done retreats, I've done, you know, um, walking on coals. I've done all you of that. Wait, wait. <laughs> when did you walk on coals, <laughs> Tina Lefford? When was this? And what happened to the bottoms of your feet? Exactly. Nothing. Nothing happened to the bottoms of my feet. And I I, I don't think it was Tony Robbins. I think it was, um, you know, a Tony Robbins-like uh, facilitator. Okay. Yeah, facilitator. But, <laughs> Tony but Robbins-like. But, but the point of it was, you know, are you willing to challenge what you know about yourself? to discover what you don't know about yourself mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how much power is in what you don't know about yourself. So for me, inner fitness, literally, it literally is a mirror of physical fitness. So just like physical fitness is an umbrella and under that umbrella, there are all kinds of ways that you can be physically fit. You don't have to go to the gym if you don't want to go to the gym. You don't have to, you know, um, uh, make it a 
a cardiovascular regimen of jumping jacks or whatever, you actually can play polo. You can go hiking. There's lots of things you can do. And you're physically fit, though. Let's just be clear. <laughs> you do you do something, Tina. Lippert. I do I'm looking. I at do you. I do hike. I do hike, mm-hmm. but I hate gyms, and mm. that's the whole point. Right. So when it comes to inner fitness, you don't have to right. go to church. Right. There are a lot of things that you can do under the umbrella of inner fitness. The point is that if you are not doing something mm. that is helping you to be more aware. Uh, and know who you are Come and acknowledge now. what is going on inside of you so that you can actually choose whether or not you want it to continue to go that way or change it. If you don't know that stuff, then you don't have any power and control. So, and my book, yes, at the end of every chapter, gives you absolutely actionable, simple to-dos so that you can take your power back from the things that own you. You're a teacher in this book, 14 stories, 14 lessons. Um, it's the little book of big lies, the biggest lie you told yourself. The, big, the, the biggest lie? That you've told yourself. That you I'm going to tell you. It's the, it's, the, it's the lie that we all tell ourselves, and that is that who we see in the mirror is what we are. And we're so much more than that. And as long as we are limiting our lives to this simple little exterior that we're seeing and not exploring the depth and breadth of what is inside, we are lying to ourselves and being limited and held hostage by simple little things that have taken place in our lives. That most of we couldn't even control. Go ahead, Lorraine. No, I just feel like, so I'm hearing this on, in my spirit side, and I'm also hearing it in the black side, in that that's a metaphor, that that is absolutely true, everything that you just said, and I'm also seeing how it is true for us as black people. So away from looking at ourselves spiritually as black people, being bound up in the limitations that have been put on us, that many of us have embraced, have perpetuated, have have passed down, that joy to grew post-traumatic slave syndrome, multi-generational trauma, being locked into to these beliefs about who we are and that's our limited right. capacity that's right. because of the external... That's right. Yeah. Well, then, here, try this on. So, you know, just because I always want to help make complex ideas around our ability to own ourselves mm. more simple mm. and accessible yeah. and actionable, I just came up with a simple model. Just imagine that inside of all of us, Instead of there just being this one thing called me, there's like a range of self. And part of you lives in what I call the surviving self. That self is always working from worry, doubt, and fear, always trying to, you know, uh, overcome or, mm. or be at odds with. It sees life in terms of others and war and just, um, just resistance constant resistance the other part of us is what i call the thriving self and that part we all know we all have experienced it that part is the opening where where love where um Mm. where hope hope is you know we talk about hope and possibility like they're nice you know woo woo terms what we don't realize is that there has never been anything 
no no movement no uh no no true transformation yeah. that didn't come out of someone's hope and vision so it's time for us to use hope and vision inside of our lives in a more powerful and conscious way mm. and then the last self is the infinite self and that is the part of us that is ancient and in us being ancient there's stuff that we know and stuff that allows us to not be governed by this this body and so you can stand in this chaos and not be caught up in it because you've been here a long time and we move in and out of these three selves and when we as a culture can begin to see Mm. how we have been hypnotized right. by the surviving self and then consciously go after the thriving self, we will be able to take power back and be centered in ourselves. Because when you think about it, when all of your power, all of your identity is out here, it's it's out here, it's what you have, it's how people see you, it's whatever it is, you you just in terms of geometry or physics if you got everything outside you ain't got no power because mm. where's your leverage and if if the things outside of you get knocked down and taken away who are you your surviving self sounds like a real colonizing aggressive culture uh, but but beyond that Everyone's living in that. Yes. Absolutely. So, yes. so as a result, I have to dominate you because Absolutely. that's all I have. Or I have to yes. take from you because that's yes. all I have. Yes. And, and yeah. if they don't focus on the inside, then it's a very toxic place yes. that we live in for all of us. Yes. Because right. now I'm protecting myself yes. against your dominance. Right. And yes. that's my reaction yes. as opposed to living in my action and in my power. Absolutely. I, I hear you. Mm. Absolutely. And mm. here, here's mm. something mm. that's really exciting is, you know, that surviving self, we're not going to, you know, vilify it or, right. you know, because it has, we have been evolving for 500 million years. And the ability to get from a single cell That's amoeba right. to where we are, we had, That's right. <laughs> we had to have some That's survival right. skills. Right. But the, the, the new part that science gives us is we've got a frontal lobe now that has the ability to be self-aware. Mm. So if you, if here we are, you know, if you know, if you remember the chart of evolution that you saw in school where you started as a caveman and you go up and up and up to, you know, uh, homo sapien sapien, y'all, we ain't the end. <laughs> so one would, one would posit, one would posit that some have already evolved. Some I'm have. just going to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. Some have. Some have. So I, my, my hope is that as we're evolving, we're also tapping into that ancient wisdom still. Mm -hmm. Because I think our evolution, separate from that ancient wisdom, puts us in a place where the surviving self can dominate. Absolutely. So if we're not tapping into that ancestral Absolutely. wisdom, that 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 generations of wisdom Absolutely. that we have and that's why yes when we when we do talk about this in terms of race yes slavery happened but we have way more ancestors who Absolutely. never experienced that that we could also be tapping that's exactly into. right mm. that's exactly right mm. and and we individually have the power 
to now become aware That's right. that we are being manipulated. And, and I'm not saying manipulated in uh, uh, the whole race situation becomes one of the very easy ways to be caught up in the manipulation. But I am saying that the very DNA of the survival mindset mm. that has been on the planet for 500 million years we got to know that that default is in us. Mm. And now we have to be conscious and responsible so that the thriving self has more room. Y'all, we have to be intentional about hope and possibility. You will never, ever find someone in depression who has a sense of hope and possibility. So how do we build that? So Inner Fitness is mm. asking those kinds of questions. It's Tina Lifford. Tell me about Steve. My brother. Yeah. My brother died of a drug overdose at the age of 50, uh, two weeks out of rehab. He started smoking uh, marijuana at the age of 11. I refused to call my brother a drug addict. He was addicted to drugs for most of his life. But the bigger story is that my brother was born into a family with a father who loved him. I need to say that. My mm -hmm. father loved my brother. But my father could not read. My brother could not read. And my brother was a very sensitive soul. He was more sensitive than this world, you know, um, uh, allows. And I think that my father treated my brother in a way that was to toughen him up for this world. But my brother was not my father, and my brother needed something else. Mm. And my father wasn't present enough and, and didn't have the ability to own his own pain in order to be sensitive to my brother. Mm. So the issue here was not drugs. Drugs were the coping mechanism. The issue was not being heard, not being seen, not being cared for in the way that you need it. My, my feeling uh, less than and not measuring up. Those were the problems unresolved for 50 years that killed my brother, which is why the the practices that I put in the little book of big lies. I mean, I, I say I say this without an ounce of ego. Every single page of that book is meant to expand and heal because I don't believe that we need to leave our possibility on the table unrealized. Mm. I'm writing that down. Wow. Is this in the book? I don't know if that statement is in the book. <laughs> but that's the but that's the point of the book. But that's the point of the book. The point of the book is you are so much more. The lie is is that you're you're what you see in the mirror. No, you are so much more. Invest the kind of time and attention, just the same amount of time and attention that you're putting into physical fitness. No 
that your inner fitness requires the same thing. Now that's a paradigm shift. That's a paradigm that's shift. That's a huge shift because for especially in Ameri- as Americans, we tend to ignore internal things that's unless right. it's compartmentalized in a church service. That's right. Um, at a particular time, we go that's to meet right. whoever we call God, and then we meet have that meeting, and then we leave. So to think about a day because when I was younger my mother used to have a daily devotional practice we have to wake up and read the bible and you know scriptures and pray and then that's something that I'd left behind but the inability the lack of a daily practice and thinking of it that way like I go to the gym regularly when I'm when I'm being good. I go to, you know, yoga yes, regularly. Yes. And I wouldn't. I feel, and even you're not going, you're thinking about and it. And I feel guilty when I don't. That's right. And you're making choices when you eat because right. of that information. That's right? right. That's right. So here is one um, inner fitness exercise that you can do at any point in your day and life. It's I, I love this. It is something I learned in a spiritual psychology course. And I it's called. Up until now and from this point forward. And what up until now and from this point forward does. In fact, I'm not going to tell you what it does. You're going to experience what it does. So if you can just begin to interject into any of your conversations, anything that you were ready to change, anything that you were tired of and, and has been a monkey on your back, Begin to interject when you speak of it, this phrase. So you're talking along and you're saying, you know, I, I, I just been doing that forever. Hear yourself, stop and say, well, actually, up until now, that's what I've been doing. But from this point forward, it can change. Mm. From this point forward, it can be different. And In between those two phrases is the doorway of hope and possibility. And because hope and possibility are so important, you leave room for the possibility that it can change. And that possibility will grow into your life and become your way of life if you nurture it. Tina Lifford. You'll see her on Queen Sugar. Yeah, season five. I'm by pies, y'all. Can you can you prize prize pies? Oh, prize pies. Let me tell you, the the reason I do that pie stuff so well is that my sister, who just passed in August, and Mm. she was one of my best friends. My other sister is the other best friend, Uh, but she was a serious uh, baker. I mean, serious. Like slap your mama and your whole family. And she could take a sweet potato, a sweet potato, and turn it into literally eight different items: sweet potato pie, sweet potato pound cake, sweet potato cheesecake, sweet potato mm. cookies, sweet sweet potato pound cake. She was brilliant, but she was caught by a lie that didn't allow her to actually fulfill that part of her possibility. And that will be solved with this book. The Little Book of Big Lies, A Journey into Inner Fitness. Tina Lifford, you have an open seat at this table. Ah, thank you. Appreciate it. This has been fun.